God works in mysterious ways, you see. You just got to pay attention to the signs. They out there. Sometimes you got to be still. Do you know how powerful you are? 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 Tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to the Shanti Helena Show. You're going to learn about relationship tips. You're going to learn how to better your relationship. You're going to learn how to be a better person. And most of all, you're going to learn how to boss up. So don't forget, tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's Shanti Halima. Hey guys, so we have Jera all the way from ATL tuning in with us today. So Jera, let my listeners know exactly who you are because they have a root of awakening how this interview was about to go today. All right. Well, thanks for the introduction. So my name is Jera, and I currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Gary, Indiana. I've been living in Atlanta for about three years. Um, I attended Indiana University, and I'm currently a graduate student now at Capella, trying to earn my graduate in higher learning administration with a concentration in um, higher education leadership. So um, I'm very excited about this podcast, and I can't wait to tell my my complete story and uh, share some more information with our listeners. Okay, absolutely. So everyone that says they're from Atlanta, they're not from Atlanta. So are you really from Atlanta or you just migrated to Atlanta? Right. I just, well, I migrated to Atlanta about three years ago. Um, It took a lot of adjusting. Honestly, to tell the truth, I wanted to to leave after my first six months here because it was just, it's different. It was different. So where are you originally from? Gary, Indiana. Wow, so that's a big transition. So you could have went anywhere else in the world. So what made you say, I want to relocate to Georgia? Well, first and foremost, I was tired of the snow, the cold weather in uh, in Indiana. And mm-hmm. then my family, they had already um, relocated back in 2013. So I was like the only one left back home. Um, I just wanted to change. You know, there's okay. a lot of opportunities in Atlanta and I wanted to take advantage of that. So when you left um, Gary, Indiana, did you leave a boo thing, a boyfriend behind or anything? Was you, did you have a personal love life in the midst of you um, transitioning your life to Georgia? It's so funny because in my book, I talk about this. Uh, right before I moved to Atlanta or I made up my mind to move to Atlanta, I, you know, I met somebody that was just random and it could have been real promising if I would have stayed back home. Yeah, he knows who he is. He's probably listening. Uh-huh. Yes. Hey, boo. Look. <laughs> but you know what? Everything happens for a reason. You know, it may have not been your season at the present moment, but you never know what God has in his hands within the next six months, three years, you know, whatever. So you mm-hmm. came to Atlanta, you're working, and I'm just trying to figure out, you go into working this nice career job, and now you're a book author. So... That's crazy. Like you went to Atlanta and just became this amazing book author overnight. So tell me about this journey of your new book, I Was Bitter and Now I'm Better. Okay. So when I first moved here, I was living in my cousin's place. He, he had um, a house in Fayetteville. That was his summer home. 
So he allowed me to stay there so that I can, um, you know, transition until I found a full-time career. So long story short, his, um, his air conditioning unit went out. So I was referred to this handyman that, you know, repairs air conditioning units. Lo and behold, oh my God, this man was so fine. And Ooh. our chemistry, <laughs> our chemistry was everything. Like I wasn't even trying to date anybody when I first moved here to Atlanta. I was just trying to, you know, um, settle, learn an area, find a job, and then, you know, build my life from there. So I met him, we hit it off. Um, after he repaired my, you know, the air conditioning unit, he sent me some flowers and asked me if he could take me out. So, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that built on from there. Um, we were in a relationship, you know, before you even know it. And, um, you know, he just kind of shared some things with me that he should have shared in the very beginning. You know, he come to find out he was a sweet talker, a liar, and, you know, honestly, I can't really put all right. the blame on him because I should have, you know, paid attention to some of the signs in the beginning. But, um, yeah, he broke my heart so bad. That was like the worst breakup I've ever experienced. And that fueled my, you know, that made me want to write my book. So you really turned your pain into some coins is what you're saying. <laughs> so, but that's good that you actually, you could have splashed out, you could have went crazy, you could have did anything, but instead you're like, you know what? I know I'm probably not the only one going through this or have actually been through this. So let me tell my story. And guys, I personally read this book and this girl is like my sister, like she don't even know it. Like we share so many similar stories in her book because I once was a better black woman. Mm -hmm. You know, and now I'm like, whoa, I'm so much better now. And when you actually look back, like you just mentioned, like, you can't put out a blame on him. And we do as women take part because like you said, what man is going to actually come out and say, hi, my name is such and such and I'm a liar and I'm a cheater and mm -hmm. <laughs> no man. But it's small details that we as women do not pay attention to at the beginning because we're so fabricated of the outside, the shell of the man mm -hmm. and the little gestures that they're actually doing. So tell me about this process of writing this book. Like, tell us a little bit more about the book. Well, um, quite honestly, I had began writing, well, not really knowing that I was working on a book back in 2014. Um, I'm the kind of person who, I don't confide in a lot of people. So I write in order to express myself and you know just to let some emotions out so in 2014 i was just writing about you know certain things i was going through in relationships um breakups and things of that nature until one day i let my cousin read some of my writings and she's like oh my goodness i think you should turn this into a book i think it'll help a lot of women that have gone through these same situations so i have been working on it off and on since 2014 and like i said um and 20, the end of 2016 is when I finally got serious about, you know, writing my book based on that breakup. So 2017, my New Year's resolution was to write my book and finish it in the same year. So from January 2017 until October 2017, um, I worked on my book and it was released late October 2017. So you guys hear that. She made a realistic New Year's resolution, okay? realistic New Year's resolution 
we are in currently in 2019 right now guys and mm-hmm. if you're ready to be that book author and you have a story to tell not saying that it has to be about relationship it could be a marketing branding it could be anything you want it to be make sure you incorporate that into your everyday life and get it done because listen to her she went through transitioning of moving from one state to another mm-hmm. didn't know a soul trying to strike, get out here, get a job, get her life together, met Mr. Wrong. She was going through a lot of up and down emotional roller coasters, but guess what? She was able to accomplish a goal. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to throw a little extra tea in here. When I was reading your book, my favorite story, and I don't want to give too much away, about, if I'm not mistaken, about the guy that was working at the factory. I think he had a factory job or something. Cause I don't want to tell his story cause how it ended. I was like, Whoa, I wasn't expecting it. But I feel like, uh, when you guys separated and I don't want to tell the story, but, um, mm-hmm. it was very heartbreaking. Um, I feel like if you guys, if he was still present here with you today, I think that was going to be your husband. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so crazy. You said that cause, um, that's the one I was talking about that I met right before I made my, um, my mind up to move to Atlanta. That wow. You know what? It's stroke because that was the last person. See, guys, this book is so mm-hmm. deep. Like, you don't even understand. Like, I read her book twice already. So mm-hmm. it's just so fulfilling. But you can notice throughout her book of her transition, I mean, she talks about the emotional roller coasters of those feeling lonely and vulnerable and when you're trying to work things out and you're trying to be optimistic about our situation so i do know dating has a lot to do with where we was growing up how was your background mm-hmm. as far as with your parents like what was it like growing up as a child um honestly i wasn't exposed to a lot of successful marriages so unfortunately i don't really have that that foundation or that background to to mm-hmm. know okay that's how a marriage is supposed to go and you know this is what you you do to sustain a healthy relationship so yeah my father and my mother they um got divorced when i was two years old and then um she met my stepfather and yeah that's that's another story you know i just i just didn't feel um what's the word i'm trying to say i didn't feel like he um welcomed me as as his own during some points of my childhood like i was treated like a stepchild literally okay yeah that, that that took a toll on my self-esteem you know growing up okay so how was your life in high school your dating in high school Ooh, dating in high school um honestly it, it wasn't uh, popping at all <laughs> 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 i went through this phase where i had like terrible terrible acne like cystic acne and um really nobody well at least i thought that nobody wanted to to date me but then, um, during my junior and senior year, well, during my junior year, my mother finally let me go to a dermatologist. And then my senior year, my face started clearing up. I, you know, I thought I was fine. Um, Can't tell um, you nothing, huh? Right. <laughs> and I, got, I had a job. I was keeping my hair and nails done and stuff. But um, yeah, during my senior year is when I started dating a little bit. Okay, and then also through college, it was the same way. So really, um, during your end of your high school, th- uh, throughout your college, even as, as an adult, you were just dating until you find actually Mr. Right, correct? Correct, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. I know I know you mentioned, and I'm going over what you have sent me, that you said, I would never get married. You hated all men. Like, you really <laughs> thought that? <laughs> Wait, yes. Now, this was after somebody I dated when I was, I want to say, 24, 25. Could have been 26. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this guy was somebody I had my eye on when I was a junior in high school. We uh, we reconnected, you know, through Facebook. We found each other on Facebook, dated for a while. Um, come to find out, he had a fiance I didn't know about. And yeah, I know. So but you yeah. was a side chick and you didn't even know about it. Exactly. Didn't okay. even know. <laughs> Y'all, we talk about that in my book, but unaware, she did not know she was a side chick. Okay, keep it on, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this guy was so slick. Um, and again, it goes back to me not paying attention to the signs and just being so caught up on the physical. Because if you were to see him, like you will understand why I was blinded. Because <laughs> um, yeah, he just had a lot, you know, a lot of good things going on for himself aside from how he looked. So um, yeah, I would just believe some of the lies he would tell me. And then you know there were times where I would try to contact him or reach out to him during certain times of the night, and he'll be unavailable. We could only see each other during the daytime and you know on the weekends like go out to lunch and i'm thinking to myself in the back of my mind like why 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 is it like that but um you know when i found out that he had a fiance then it all started making sense but wow so how long were you guys involved like how long was it long off and on it was for about two years that's a long time whoa yeah. so when you officially find out did you like walk away like cold turkey or did you try to justify to say, hold on, is this for real, for real, or am I tripping? Oh no, I knew it was real when I saw it on Facebook. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I decided to walk away. Um, It took a long time for me to finally forgive him. And when I did forgive him, I just, you know, just texted him one day and told him I forgive you. Then after that, I continued to block his number and just went on about my life. So ladies, you hear this. When you enter a relationship or situationship or whatever, whoever you're dealing with, and you find out who they are, especially being a married man in a relationship or anything that we know is not good, you see how easy it was for her to walk away. And I know it was hard for her deep down, but she just Mm -hmm. saves herself from a lot of drama. Because that could have went so many different ways of her, you know, stringing around, staying around getting her emotions and everything profound. And as we mentioned, she was an unaware, the other woman, you know, side chick, whatever you guys want to do, but she did the right thing. She actually removed herself from the actual situation. Now, anyone wants to read your book, like who do you feel like they need to read your book that would help? Yeah, definitely women who have gone through the same situations that I've gone through. The heartbroken woman, the woman that says she, she never wants to get married, the one who's going from situationship to situationship, not really knowing, you know, where um, her and her significant other stand, and those that just want healing from the past. Okay. Now, also, do you have anything cooking up? Because I'm ready for book number two. Like, I, my, my book number two for you is like, I met my friend Charmin. We married. We got kids. We got, so is there anything else as far as your brand? Like, what else are you working on with your brand that you're working on right now? Definitely some apparel. I want to get some t-shirts out. Well, I should say I am getting some t-shirts out. Um, I am working on my second book. 
Oh, can we get like a, is it still in the same field or different route or anything? Can we get like a little T on it, just a little bit? Okay, so yeah, of course it's in the same, uh, you know, category. Um, I've been getting a lot of men to ask me, you know, when are you going to write something for us? So I'm working on that. I'm not going to give the title right now. Right, we can't, look, as book authors, we cannot give our titles because <laughs> it might change. <laughs> So that's good, yes. Um, and like I said, your book is so inspiring. Um, it helped me out, actually. And I was just thinking back on a lot of situations, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I am not the only one that's going through this, or I'm not crazy because it's been situations where I deal with a man, and he's like, oh, you're crazy, you this. And it was like, no, you lied to me. You strung me along. I'm trying to be understanding, optimistic. And like you say, you could be the common denominator. And guess what? I felt like I was a common denominator. And other women can listen to this. We invited the wrong people into our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just being so caught up, like I said, in the physical and not really taking the time to ask the right questions, to observe certain behaviors, and to just kind of take your time, slow down a little bit too. Exactly. I actually did a podcast a while back and I'm in the dating phase. And it's so crazy because what you just said, I actually did. Like when I first met him, looked good on paper. Oh, amazing on paper. Amazing in person. So I said, Shanti, we're going to take our time on this, okay? And this is what we're going to do. And I promise you, if he's going to be the one, then you'll know. And sure enough, 90 days have not even passed. This man was secretly video recording me, having conversations with my friends, accusing me. Mind you, we're just, they, I don't even, we weren't even in a relationship. But I was able, I didn't have, I didn't allow his paper, his background and his looks get in the way. Like I put that on a back burner, like, no, I need to see you, see you for who you are. And I actually dodged a bullet, thank God. <laughs> but the old me would have not dodged a bullet. The mm -hmm. old me would have stuck, um, sticked around and was like, you know what? It's okay. I understand. Those days are over because, you know, we're older now in age and um, we're ready to travel. We're ready to be with that significant other and that partner. And ladies, mm -hmm. you just have to not be glamorified by the outside. And then even if they have good game, because, you know, some men out here are some good shiffers, shakers, like they can woo you out of your panties, like, whoa, really fast. Mm -hmm. But you have to just take your time. And that's why I say when you're meeting people, learn to be their friends and getting to know them. And if they cannot accept you for just being friends without adding sexual into it, then his, his no point to be with him. Because his motive, he cannot get to his motive, basically, at the end of the day. And some men say that they like to test it out to see if it's worth the wait. What? <laughs> So I've heard some crazy things or whatever. So guys, you heard it. So I'm my last question and I ask everyone is, give me three recipes that you feel that could be on a successful standpoint or could be in a relationship. Three recipes that you feel that can be a, a successful relationship or moving forward or building a brand or starting your book or anything. So three things that I'm gonna share with you to, um have success in writing your book, be to definitely first, just write. Don't worry about editing and proofreading and all that first. Um, just get your thoughts out. Second thing would be, would be to um, 
find an editor to correct all your mistakes. And then thirdly is to promote market and um, build up the anticipation. It's kind of like, you know, when you, when you see the movie, like for instance, when um, Black Panther came out, that they were promoting that I think a year in advance, either a year or six months in advance. And people couldn't wait to go see that movie. So you want to do the same thing with your book, you know, promote and just, you know, build up the anticipation. Okay. And if anyone wants to purchase your book or even just reach out to you on a more personal note about relationships, where can they get a contact with you on social media platform? Okay. So I'm on Instagram, Jerry Latrice, J-E-R-R-A-L-A-T-R-I-C-E, all together, one word. Find me on Facebook as well, Jara Latrice, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Then my website is www.jaralatrice.com. Okay, guys, you heard it. Make sure you read her book. Like, her book is so empowering. You most definitely will walk away with some tips, some tools on ways on how to not be bitter again and how to be great in life. So thank you for tuning in, guys. Do not forget to tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's Shanti Halina. <laughs> <laughs>